You know what time it is. It's time for a recap. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. Hey, I've got a Patreon now, so if I don't tell you about it, who will? I'll be doing super secret campaign notes, release updates, and early access to my zine and other stuff that I decide to produce. So check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Jerry247. That's J-E-R-R-Y 247. Don't ask me why. Hi Rich, Colin, Spike Pit here. Really enjoyed the episode where you talked about Dungeon World fronts and you know where you are with your campaign. It's tough you've been feeling ill. Hope you're feeling better now and getting back to your game sessions. Uh, I look forward to hearing progress on your story. But getting back to fronts, it's one of those Dungeon World ideas that I think I use, but not in a proper formalised way. I, I don't always write the fronts down and I don't always have a, a logical progression to them. I just kind of um, improvise on the fly, perhaps. So I need to revisit that get a little bit more disciplined with it creature codex you mentioned that uh, perhaps they should sponsor you and yeah there's definitely strength in that argument i've gone out and picked out picked up a copy on your recommendation and uh, i'm really enjoying it nice colorful artwork for my youngest and i also enjoy that you hear that cobalt press send me a quarter Anyway, uh, yeah, fronts are amazing. Um, I have been using them uh, since I started playing 5e again. So, like, right from the beginning of this this round of RPGing. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research, or ju- did a lot of research before I jumped in DMing. Um, and I pretty much jumped straight in DMing. So, um, Dungeon World fronts were one thing that came up uh, uh, about a lot. I didn't start, I didn't get Dungeon World until probably... Uh, four years into uh, this gaming session, so or this gaming spurt, I don't know, uh, the the second years of my gaming. Um, but uh, yeah, Fronts is something I've always used. Um, Dungeon World has an SRD online, and uh, it's saying an SRD sounds like stripped down, right, game system. Um, but the 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 system reference document for um, Dungeon World is the complete thing, and it's organized. It's it's done very well. Um, I I really like it. I used the website way before I got the book, um, and they have uh, fronts detailed uh, pretty pretty good on there. Uh, good enough, right? Um, and I think they might have a form from the book. If not, I, I think you can download a free one or set one of your own up. Um, I really really try to write my fronts down, but um, it doesn't happen. Um, it. Um, it, it's like you, I kind of wing it. I kind of have a rough idea. Um, generally I'll write them down one time and then never follow through with it, you know, <laughs> cause usually, Hey, the characters either stop in the middle or stop in the beginning or the, the person's got to go a different direction. Uh, but friends give you a good way to organize it and say, okay, this is the, this is the bad guy's plan. And then when the characters step in, you can say, okay, this is the bad guy's plan. They messed up this part. How is he going to react? Um, so it's a good thing to have and go back and look at. I don't know. I haven't been good at keeping track of it yet. So um, once I get that going, I'll let you know how it goes, Colin. All right. So as far as this goes, I think it's going to be a pretty short session recap. Uh, let's see. The question, since I'm sitting in front of my computer and I have it up, of the week was, describe an irrational fear your character might have. Do they show it? Uh, I don't remember what anybody answered to this. It was all kind of, uh, it was okay stuff. And uh, yeah, the point again is not for me to remember this. This is uh, for them to get into character. So, hey.
It worked. Anyways, I had four players this week, so it was a little short. Uh, I got some kids yelling in the background here, so uh, I might take a break in just a minute and uh, go whip their asses into shape. Uh, so if I lose my place, that's probably why. So I finally remembered to tell the players about the Lamassu, uh, which is a creature that kind of guards places for free and, you know, takes tolls. So what's he's doing? He's doing this thing. Uh, I said it last time, like Jason Hobbs is... Uh, um, game he's uh he's taken bribes from people to either uh keep their places secret or uh let other people know about it so they said hey you know of any place and he said yeah there's a temple that some people raided and they couldn't kill something that or they were scared of something that was downstairs so they only cleared out the top uh next they went over to spend some time with their friend Kamid, the temple dog he looks like a cat it's very confusing i don't understand anyway they put out kind of an apb for the warlock of the cauldron um again I don't know what I'm doing with this guy. I haven't figured it out. Nothing's, um, like, sparked my interest. So, uh, yeah, if you got any ideas, throw them in here. And uh, I'll take ideas from the players, too. What the hell? After this, um, oh, I also mentioned uh, that some craziness in the bar uh, with a spittoon flipping over and leaking all over for an unknown reason. The players offered their services, but uh, they offered to, uh, to charge the bartender who gives them free alcohol. So... We'll cover that in the next session, I think. Anyways, they ended up going down to the temple. Uh, the temple was, uh, they explored the top half of it. I ripped it right out of uh, Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. I pulled out the Orzhov Temple and used that. And then the lower level, I rolled up a random uh, donjon and uh, went through that. Of course, me being me, I forgot to save it this week. So now I'm going to have to either re-roll one or uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't decided yet. And we're actually playing this week. So I've only got a couple more days to figure it out. They got there in the afternoon and forgot their uh, person who lockpicked, so all they did was kick down doors and I rolled lots of random encounters. I should say I rolled four lots of random encounters. I really didn't get many of them. So what happened was uh, I finally got a good one and they knocked down the door into a room of goblins. And of course the first roll failed, so all the goblins were waiting, so they got their surprise round. Uh, about, I think it was two rounds in, it might have only been one, uh, there were a lot of goblins. Uh, the, the players behind, or from behind the players, from behind the players, from behind the characters came a group of centipedes who had been stalking the players. That was the random encounter I ruled. I liked it a lot. Uh, so now we've got 20 centipedes, 12 goblins, and, uh, craziness ensues. Alright, so previous to that encounter, I had rolled one more random encounter I had forgotten about, and that was, uh, the badgers. There's a group of badgers rolling around, and, um, they were just, you know, checking stuff out, looking for food. Fortunately, there's a druid in the party. He casts Speak with Animals. Uh, I love this spell. Uh, the, the druid, or, the druid got to ask some good questions of the badgers. The badgers actually led them to a little treasure hole. Um, the, uh, the badgers also warned them about the big people, aka the goblins in the other room, uh, coming out of the hole over here which was a secret door that they never found. Uh, so after the encounter with the goblins, they uh, kept one alive and uh, nigh tortured him. Uh, he gave up eventually uh, the location of their treasure, which, hey, the badgers had already pointed him to. So the goblin was kind of toast, or uh, so he thought. Um, while the rest of the players were eager to light up the oil-doused goblin, one of them regained his senses and cut him loose and made him run off. I think that was quite good. Um, I like it when my party considers doing evil things and then realizes, oh no, that's pretty fucked up. Uh, so all in all, pretty good session. 
Uh, oh, I forgot about the pool. Uh, so uh, they come across the pool, uh, just a pool of water. You know, doesn't look like it comes from anywhere. Nice, crystal clear. Looks tasty. So the barbarian drinks it. Was it the barbarian? Yes, I think it was the barbarian drinks it. He drinks it, and he uh, grows 25 years younger. And everybody's like, whoop, whoop. Uh, they cast Detect Magic, no magic. So they're all trying to figure out what it is. Everybody else drinks from it, and turns out it was just a one-time use pool. Man, the 69-year-old Minotaur was pissed because the the young 75-year-old dwarf got, uh, got in there and uh, drank all the magic away. Uh, all in all, a pretty good session. It was very short. Um, I was tired. It was Black Friday. I had just worked a long day uh, and not got much sleep and was sick. Um, so I was uh, moving on to that as well. Um, I'm glad I got the day off today, though, because I got a chance to do this, um, even though it is um, I'm having back spasms. And that's not a lot of fun. But if I don't move at all, which is very conducive to doing podcasts, I'm doing pretty good. So, um, yeah, all in all, a pretty short week and a pretty short episode. So thanks for listening, guys, and uh, I'll be putting something out um, at least with Spike Pick this week. And um, maybe since I'm sitting in front of my computer, I'll record something else. If not, I'll talk to you guys later. That's all the nuggets we got this week. You want to reach out? You can leave a voice message in the Anchor FM app, website, or send a file to my email. You can email me at cockatricenuggets at slackernerds.com or leave a comment on my website, slackernerds.com. This podcast is available wherever fine podcasts are stored. So let me know how I'm doing by leaving me a rating on iTunes or your preferred podcaster. Thanks for listening.